Good morning. I'm Jamie from Stillmeyer Games, and I'm so excited to be here with you on the Wormspan launch day. Today is a big day that we've been building up to for the entire month of January and beyond that. And I'm so excited to be here today with you. I can, I'm throughout this video, I'm happy to answer any questions you have about Wormspan or the launch process. If you have a, a question specific to your order, I'd recommend going, uh, emailing your order number, if there is an order number, to contact at stillmeyer.com. Um, otherwise, any question that you ask might help other, other people who have the same question. So feel free to please ask publicly and I'll, I'll answer there. Just only private, like confidential stuff about like your address or your specific order. That stuff is for contact at stillmeyer.com. Um, yeah, I'm so excited today, both for all the Wormspan stuff and of course for Wormspan designer, Connie Vogelman, who spent a year designing this game, um, inspired by Wingspan for sure, but Connie spent a ton of time designing each and every cave card, each and every uh, dragon card, the hatchlings, the dragon guild. There's so much new stuff that Wormspan brings to the wider world of Wingspan. I'm really excited for you to get this to the table. Uh, if you get it from us, then you'll be it should be delivered in February, maybe March, uh, depending on how many orders we get and how fast our fulfillment centers are. Um, you can also order from retailers if you want. We we love the many different retailers around the world. If you have a preferred retailer, you can pre-order from them and get it get the game in late March. Um, yeah, I'll keep an eye on questions over here. If I missed your if I missed your question, of course, be, uh, feel free to repeat it and I'll get to it. I'm not ignoring any question. Uh, someone says my video is frozen. I don't know. Hopefully that's just uh, temporary. Is it frozen for, for other people too? Um, I will have over on my other screen. Let's see if I can choose the layout. Yeah, there we go. On the other screen, I have our newsletter. So I might flip over there and talk about that a little bit. Um, good. Molly says it isn't frozen for them. Okay, not frozen in general. Maybe just temporarily frozen or maybe your connection. Uh, but I hope you all are doing well. I don't want to forget. I've, I've forgotten a few chocolate of the of the of the day in past videos, but I do continue to enjoy chocolate, of course. Today's chocolate of the day is from Alter Eco, 47% cacao coconut toffee. As you can see, I haven't eaten it yet, so I'm really excited to try this chocolate today. My preferred uh, percentage for chocolate is between like 35 and 50%, um, so I'm really excited to try this. I love coconut and toffee, so I'm excited to try that as my chocolate of the day. What is your treat of the day? What are you treating to yourself to today? Um, <clears throat> uh, Jed points out there are golden eggs. So we have a lot of different things in the Wormspan collection. We have, here, I'll, I'll bring up my other screen over here. We have Wormspan itself, of course. We have the upgrade pack with metal coins and wooden resources. In fact, why don't I hold this stuff up while I'm talking about it, too? We have, so here are the metal coins. You can see me small over here. There are the wooden resources. And then golden eggs I don't have in my box right now, but we have the golden eggs as well. We have a special disc golf disc. That's probably the most likely thing to sell out because we don't make a lot of those discs. Um, but we can always make more, of course. For anything that we sell out of, please sign up for a back-in-stock notification and we will make more. And the Rolling Realms promos. Rolling Realms promos are for a different game, um, not for not for Wormspan. They're for a game called Rolling Realms, if you're not familiar with it. But uh, it... They, they are, one of the realms is associated with Wormspan. Sean says that his champion membership isn't showing when he's placing his order. Sean, make sure you're logged in. Uh, we sent a kind of an email about this to champions yesterday. Make sure you're logged in. And then if it works, great. 
If it doesn't work, then you can contact contact at somewhere.com. You can also, if you're comfortable placing the order, even if the champion um, discount isn't working, it's possible that maybe your champion membership expired and you aren't currently a champion. So you will want to check on that. You probably just want to email contact stonemire.com, but you can always place the order and we can retroactively apply the champion discount if you are a champion. Um, but I think I mean, probably the go-to is just to uh, make sure you're logged in first, logged in as a champion and uh, check your champion membership status on Shopify. Kevin says, are the dragons in Wormspan warm-blooded? They are, they are, that's a good question. It's um, maybe, like I, I think that's the best way to answer it here. Connie has a great answer in the FAQ about why dragons drink milk. And I'll I'll read that out loud here because I, I think, or why the dragons in Wormspan specifically drink milk. Uh, let's see where that answer is. So Connie's answer about dragons drinking milk is, um, this is Connie speaking, my thought was that if dragons are warm-blooded, a lot of lore depicts them that way, then perhaps many of the other evolutionary constraints on mammals apply to dragons, which could include some kind of extra sustenance when young. Plus, nature is weird. Echidnas and platypuses are mammals that lay eggs, and many reptiles, including garter snakes, give birth to live young. It seemed like milk was a good way to indicate with a shorthand that the resource is relevant only for baby dragons, not for adults. In my mind, dragons are a bit of all of them. They have evolved to fill a bunch of different ecological niches. Niches. So some are more like birds, some are more like reptiles, and some are more like mammals. So this is a, a wide world of dragons. It sounds like some of them at least are warm-blooded in the world of Wormspan. I see some wonderful treats being mentioned today. Um, I'm just scrolling through looking for questions here. George says, will you add replacement markers for Rolling Realms on the EU store? Um, and he says, and he's looking for more signed cards for the EU store. Yeah, unfortunately, George, I believe I signed a bunch of cards that we sent to the EU store, and I think they were lost. And so I thought we had sent more, but of course, sign up for a back and second notification. I will make a note of those requests, George, if you don't have a way on the website or in the world is my pencil, my pencil. Okay, here we go. So EU store. Looking for uh, markers and signed signed cards. I'll, I'll talk to my team about that. I'll sign more cards if I need to. Let's see. Alexandra says, any idea if the game is being localized like Wingspan, for example, in Romanian? Alexandra, yes, that's a great question. So on our website, you can see all the different languages that Wormspan is being localized into. So. Currently, we have 11 localization partners. So we have Portuguese, Chinese, Czech, French, German, Italian, Dutch, uh, Portuguese in Brazil, Turkish, Spanish, and Polish. That might actually be more than 11 at this point. Um, but those are the ones that we've listed. Those are the ones that our partners have said, hey, you can share this information on your web store. Brett says an interesting said, the thing. The Canada store says that too many requests from his location, so we can't access the store. Hopefully that's temporary, Brett. I'm, I'm sure you can maybe refresh and come back in, in a little bit, and that, that should work. If not, please let me know. Darius says, uh, did you initially plan to publish a new Wingspan game, or was it more like a spontaneous decision, like, I like this game, and we can make a new Wingspan game out of it when you first saw the game? Gary, you can find out a lot of information about this in the design diary. I'll give you the truncated version of it, which is that uh, about, I don't know, if 
three to three and a half years into Wingspan's uh, success, so a couple of years ago, internally, we started talking about if we should consider the, the, we had seen that basically Wingspan had brought joy to a lot of tabletops. So it was meeting the goal for our company, right? Bring joy to tabletops worldwide. I'll make, I'm sorry, and I'm not, I need to put this on the screen. Um, and we, we were, we just asked the question, should we consider expanding this brand to other, start with other themes? And, uh, and we also don't want to just reskin the game. If we do pick a theme, we don't want to just put new art and new names on cards. We want to actually examine what these themes mean for a different version of wingspan and our initial conclusion was that we probably wanted to we wanted to make a more complex version of wingspan and then we we selected between two themes it came down to between dragons and dinosaurs we went with dragons obviously and um i i then uh talked to elizabeth about it and i asked her how because i knew how, how busy elizabeth was and i asked her uh if she would be okay with me working with connie vogelman on the on the game having connie be the designer i had worked with connie on apiary and was really impressed by connie's design skills and communication skills all the skills that we look for in a great designer and so yeah that's the origin story so connie connie said yes she came up with a uh a, a, we kind of connie and i collaborated on an initial version of the game that we pitched to elizabeth elizabeth said yes this fits i'm i'm okay with this existing within the wingspan world and then connie ran with it with uh, elizabeth and i serena's developers for the game that's the short version. Check out the design diaries for the long version. Melissa said, how's my orange boss today, Walter? Walter, I think Walter has a hairball that he's working on. So we're expecting a hairball from Walter sometime today. That's the forecast. And uh, hopefully it comes out at a time where we can deal with it. Walter's a long-haired cat, so that, that happens to him every now and then. Molly says that the hatchlings in Wormspan are her favorite mechanism. I love the hatchlings, too. She says, uh, so Molly has an advanced copy of the game as she uh, is one of the, the content creators on the mill. And she says, I had a great time caching milk and moving along the Dragon Guild with her spotted, spotted leash uh, lichen eater. That's what the dragon is. That's great. Uh, Mark mentions that single cards are out in the Australia store too. Sounds like after this, I need to sign some more cards. Happy to do that for those who like the sign cards. And again, I, I only sign cards for games that I design. It feels weird for me to sign like a wingspan card or a wormspan card, even though I was involved in those games. I'm not the designer, so it feels a lot. So the only sign cards that you'll ever see for me on a web store are games that I actually designed. So I guess my most recent game is Expedition, so I can sign a bunch of cards for that and, and for other games as well. Joshua says, what is the Wyvern disc? He didn't see that when he ordered. That is, uh, it's a disc golf disc. It's a, it's, a, it's a custom stamped disc that we make for playing disc golf with. And it should be, in, it should have been in the launch collection. Let me see if it is in the launch collection here. Uh, yeah, it's in the launch collection for Wormspan. Let's see if it's on the homepage as well. Yeah, it's on the homepage now as well. Sorry if it wasn't there when when you ordered. If you do see something that you miss, and again, please um, for everyone take take all the time you need to place your order over the next few hours, over the next day. Uh, make sure that everything you want is in your card, including a champion membership. If you want to save twenty percent on everything in your card, um, if you aren't already a champion, and um, but however, if you already placed an order and you realize you missed something, please send your order number. Don't place another order. Don't try to cancel the original order. Just send your original order number uh, 
to contact at stillmeyer.com and let them know what you want to add to your order. And they can add stuff to your order and it'll send you a little invoice that you'll take care of and then your order will be complete. Um, just scrolling through looking for other questions here. Loopy says, any thoughts on a future wingspan with an IP attached, for instance, D&D &D or Pokemon? I don't think we do D&D &D, since we have our own world of dragons that we're playing around with. Pokemon, we did actually reach out to the Pokemon company when we had this conversation about uh, the wingspan brain a few years ago. We reached out to Pokemon because it actually seemed like a really good fit and they were not interested at all. So um, unfortunately, it, there won't be a Pokemon wingspan. Mark says, a question on board game design. During the first playtest of the game design process, how complete should the rulebook be? For the first playtest, I actually wouldn't say you, you even need a rulebook. You kind of just need, since you, you are participating in the first playtest, you know all the rules. You need to have, I would say, reference guides for other players. You need to, them to be able to interact with the interface of the game. Um, but I don't I don't typically write the rulebook until before the blind playtesting process. That's That's more when you need it. Chris says he's excited about Wormspan. He says, as a family that's sensitive to latex allergies, any possibility we could see neoprene playmats for Wormspan in the future? We can't wait to take Wormspan first spin. Chris, I appreciate you saying that. Um, our, so we make rubber playmats, uh, which I, I understand there are latex allergies associated with rubber playmats. They are more eco-friendly, though, than neoprene playmats. So we don't plan to make neoprene playmats. Fortunately, Wormspan does come with uh, playmats in the box. You have the, the cardboard playmats. I'll hold them up right now. Um, but I won't hold them up. They're they're under all a bunch of all uh, a bunch of stuff in the box here. But the the cardboard playmats will work just fine for for Wormspan, and they come with the game, so you don't have to spend anything extra on them. Uh, let's see. Ben asked about the altered TCG Kickstarter. Uh, I actually backed this Kickstarter yesterday for the for two starter packs. I've been intrigued by the game, particularly since it's, it, it's a dueling game where you're not actually fighting with the opponent. You're just trying to explore better than your opponent, which I think is a really neat hook for a two-player dueling style game. And I love the art um, in the game. And so, yeah, I, I backed for two starter packs just to have a little fun with it. I might add a few booster packs, but the next pledge level was like considerably more expensive for a ton of booster packs. I don't need that many. I just want to open a, fun, just, a few just for fun. So, yeah, I'm curious about it. Luke says, have you ever done a TED Talk? No, I haven't done a TED Talk. Uh, I get very nervous speaking live in front of people in front of me. I'm comfortable speaking to the camera like this, but um, very, very nervous uh, for, for public speaking. I think they still do TED Talks, as far as I know. Um, there's a there's a TED YouTube channel. Let's let's see if TED's still going on here. It probably, well, I will look it up now. I'm sure, I, I, I think it is, as far as I know. Jed says, have you considered getting discs made by a manufacturer other than Innova? You know, we have, a, I, I understand that people have different brands that they prefer. I really enjoyed working with it. So I, I think we'll just continue to work with, with them. They've been really, really helpful for every disc that we make um, or that they make. We custom stamp, we send them the custom stamp. So I don't think so, but I, I understand that there are a lot of other disc brands that are beloved by different people for different reasons. Um, let's see here. I'm going to send a quick note to a coworker about something that someone mentioned here. Sorry for the, the dead air. Let's see. Um, I'll answer a question while I'm doing that. Stace of Spades says, 
What 80s cartoons were your favorites? So I was born in the early 80s. Um, and I love Saturday morning cartoons. I think my favorite was probably X-Men. I really love the X-Men cartoon. And I also liked Inspector Gadget when that was on, the cartoon version of it when that was on when I was younger. What were your favorites? That's a fun question. Usually I like to have a question of the day here. I, I figured most questions would be coming from you all today. Let's see if I do have a question of like a blog post. I'm thinking about writing something like that. Um, yeah, well, okay. So this is one question that has been on my mind a little bit. So I somewhat took a vacation last week. Um, but I considered it a working vacation. I basically, I traveled with Megan and her family to Grand Cayman to get out of the St. Louis cold and into the, the warm, humid weather of the tropical island that is Grand Cayman. And, uh, but I considered it a working vacation. I, I, I was on vacation. I spent a lot of thing, time doing vacation-like things, but I was also having fun just doing work while at the beach. And that was really satisfying to me. And I know there's kind of... Uh, a lot of people advocate the idea of completely unplugging when you're on vacation, but usually I like, I actually, I really enjoy my work. I don't, I don't want to completely unplug. And I also don't want a big pile of work when I get back. So I was thinking about maybe writing a blog post on that topic. The idea of um, that, I, I don't know, just saying it's okay for, for people, or at least for me to take a working vacation sometime to go someplace, given how, how remotely many of us work now that, uh, that it's okay to go to someplace, you know, different or fun and just and with the intention of working there maybe not working all the time there but working part of the time when you're there i'm curious what you all think about that concept have you ever taken a working vacation do you think that's crazy that you'd uh, that someone would want to to work while on vacation um hopefully not but because that is that is my preference but uh yeah what do you think about that and i will say we had a wonderful time on the island we went there to eat a lot of good food drink some good drinks uh, snorkel. I snorkeled so much. I snorkeled with uh, with sea turtles and uh, just a ton of random fish in the water. Uh, beautiful fish going about their lives. I love seeing that. And uh, also some stingrays. Saw a lot of stingrays in Stingray City in Cayman. And also uh, uh, starfish and, and, and bioluminescent algae. So much amazing snorkeling in the Cayman Islands. Zach says, how do you decide what to include uh, when to include wooden resources and when to include cardboard? What is the typical co typical cost difference between the two? Good question. I, I, I prefer wooden resources. So if I'm always looking at the value of the game, the price that we're trying to offer for the game, and for Wormspan, for example, we were trying to offer the same cost as Wingspan or, or pretty close to the same cost if possible. Adding wooden resources to the game would have significantly added to the, the cost and thus the price for Wormspan. And we didn't want to do that. We focused more of our budget on the speckled eggs and uh, the many cards, all the other things that are included in the game. It has multiple boards, things like that. Um, the cost difference, I don't know, depends on how big you're trying to make the tokens, how many you're trying to make. Uh, it, it can be, a, a, but, it, but it is a significant increase. So you're going from the difference of like one punch board, one or two punch boards, and uh, uh, I don't know, which what can cost, that can cost around 25 cents to between like uh, one to three dollars in cost uh, for the wooden wooden tokens, maybe even more than that sometimes. Betsy says, do you think it makes it easier or more difficult or neither to design a new game based on an exi existing game system like Wormspan or Wingspan? It's a great question, Betsy. Uh, 
it's a really difficult balance, I think. Uh, it is, I would say it's maybe slightly easier than starting from scratch because you you have a lot of information about the game that you're building off of. But you add the difficult puzzle, and I encountered this with Expeditions, the sequel to Scythe, just it, it, which ended up being more of a different game, I think, than Wormspan is to Wingspan. Uh, but Connie definitely, definitely experienced it too, where a lot of the feedback both of us got for those respective games from people was, this is too similar to the first game, or this isn't similar enough to the first game. So you have this additional balancing act because you have that frame of reference to another game that you don't have if you're designing a game from scratch. So uh, I would say a little bit more, a little bit easier because you have a lot of information to go by, but you also add that that uh, that question that you don't have if you're designing a game from from scratch. Great question, Betsy. I like that. Let's see. Uh, I think I missed the question, but Valerie has a good answer here. So we have the same prices for our products across all regions, but different regional web stores or different regions have different laws for listing the tax in the listed price for the product versus adding tax at checkout. So like in the US, we have sales tax, of course. Um, and it's added at checkout. It isn't in the listed price of the product. In Europe, when you order, when you buy a product online, you're required to list the uh, the VAT, the value added tax, in the listed price for the product. You don't pay it again at checkout. It's just in that listed price. So the prices actually are the same. It's just that taxes are shown or added at different times based on your region. It's a question we get a lot from uh, from Europeans during uh, during our launch processes. Sam says, wishing you a successful launch day. How has the feeling of launch day changed for you since Viticulture? It's changed a, a, a lot. <laughs> I mean, so I launched Viticulture back in 2012 as a Kickstarter. I didn't even know if it would fund. I hadn't made the game yet. It's now very different with Wormspan. We've already made all these copies of the game and we're ready to, we're selling them and we're shipping them to people starting in February. So very different feel there. It also feels nice to have a team behind me now. Uh, it was really just me back then in, in 2012 and for a long time. So on a launch day, it would be really tough for me to be live doing something like this because I'd be getting so many questions uh, by email and uh, public questions and answering those questions. I still get a lot on a launch day, um, but I have Dave and Joe handling customer service questions. I have Alex working with distributors and localization partners, Susanna too, working with retailers and localization partners. So um, a lot of a big team effort going on today. Let's see. Um, Heather says, will the disc be available for wholesale? No, Heather, we, we actually lose a little bit of money on every disc that we sell, especially if we sell them to champions. So adding a wholesale discount on top of that would have us losing a lot of money per disc. So um, the discs are, are not intended for resale. It's kind of just a fun thing we did starting with April Fools a couple of years ago. And we find that people found that people enjoyed this wonderful outdoor dexterity game. And uh, we continue to offer the disc, but we're essentially, we are literally offering them at cost, the same cost that we got them from, from, uh, from Innova. And so even with freight shipping added on, yeah, we're, we're losing money on every disc that we sell just a little bit. Um, the only way that we really save money on them a little is if they're added to an order rather than being sold individually, but wholesale, no wholesale is out of the question for the discs, unfortunately, but Heather, you could, if you really like the discs or you want to, you want to sell discs, I'd recommend re reaching out to Innova and asking them if they could make a custom printed disc for, for you, for your store, whatever your, your, uh, your vendor of choice is. The board game garden 
can relate to this. Uh, yeah, thanks for relating to that. She says, I'm the same way. It's much easier sitting in a room alone with the camera than in a room with even just a dozen people in front of me makes me nervous. I, I'm I'm not, I, I don't like standing up in front of a room and like giving a speech, even if I know the people. It just makes me really, really nervous. So, but it doesn't make me nervous to talk to the camera, even though I know people are on the other side of the camera watching right now. Um. Sorry, just scrolling out looking for questions here. Here is a question from Aaron. Uh, design question. I'm designing my first board game. At what point should I be conscious of the cost of components? That's a good question, Aaron. I think it's good to be aware of the marketability of your game uh, from, from fairly early on, especially if, if your intent behind design designing the game is to publish the game. Sometimes we just design stuff for fun, right? You're, you're not designing to publish, you're, you're experimenting, you're getting to know the design process. But if you're designing for the for the purpose, the intent, the motivation of publishing it someday, uh, at some point, I think you should be aware of the marketability of the game and cost is part of that. Um, it, something to keep in mind with a frame of reference uh, to other games. How, like if you have another comparable game to your game and you can see the uh the the price for that game and the components for that game people might inevitably compare your game to that game a little bit so you might want to keep that in mind so some point fairly early on in the process and throughout the process i think it's something to be aware of good question tim says do you watch the sport or did you watch the sports ball tim is referring i think to the uh the, the football championships this past weekend we did tune in a little bit uh, to to the games when we when we had some time. We were in in Grand Cayman when the games were happening, and it was the results turned out great because I'm a 49ers fan and Megan's family are Kansas City Chiefs fan and so fans and so we are going to meet up in the Super Bowl again. We met I think four years ago, three or four years ago in the Super Bowl. Kansas City won, and so I'm hoping that my 49ers will pull out a victory this year. But really, I'm just hoping for a good game in the Super Bowl in a few weeks. Vera says, in terms of 80s cartoons, some of the airships remind me of what was in Tailspin. Did you ever watch that? I think I watched a little bit of Tailspin, but that might have been, uh, that might have happened a little bit as I was getting a little bit older and not watching as many cartoons when, when Tailspin was on. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> Miles mentions a, game, a show called Dinosaurs. I'm not familiar with that one. Uh, Ray says he was looking at getting the champions subscription, but getting an air added to the cart. Interesting. Hopefully, hopefully that worked out. Ray, if you have any problems with it, feel free to contact contact at stillmeyer.com and we can help out with that. Let's see. R says, do you think more Wingspan fans will purchase this or those who said, I wish this was about dragons and I'd play it. I hope they put their money where their mouth is because that's what they ask. I hope so too. Yeah, if anyone along the last five years has said, I wish you would make a dragon version of Wingspan. Well, we we did kind of. It is a, not entirely the same game as Wingspan. Definitely not a reskin. Um, but yeah, I certainly hope those people support it. But yeah, we are hoping that the game is, well, I know the game is different enough that I think Wingspan fans will have fun with it. And I hope people who never gave Wingspan a shot will give Wormspan a shot uh, for wh whether it's the theme, the mechanisms, the weight, and then maybe also they might give Wingspan a try after that too. So I'm hoping the two games are complementary, not competitive against each other. 
Uh, Barry says, as the owner of a friendly local game, game store that teaches your games, it's disappointing we can't stock this title until a month after it releases on your web store into Champions. Hopefully, you consider changing that policy on future releases. Barry, I appreciate that feedback. Um, it isn't something that we're going to change. Uh, it, it, we view this considerably better than, for example, a Kickstarter. If you back to Kickstarter today, you wouldn't get that game as a retailer for, I don't know, eight months, 12 months, a year. We're letting you get the game within two months. So we think that's a huge comparable comparably to that also there's a whole process to get the game to you barry uh that that involves oftentimes going through a distributor you might be ordering directly from us so there's a few different steps to get the game to you where the step for us to get the game to the direct consumers is just directly selling to them and also our margins on our web store are really important to, to for some of our games success like wholesale margins are, are pretty rough we love our distributor and retailer partners but um it's nice that we can have that we can sell our own games a little bit earlier than anybody else. And really, you know, it's just, it's usually around eight weeks. It's not that long. And I do appreciate your support. So yeah, I appreciate the feedback. Um, I understand the disappointment, but I think comparable to a Kickstarter or crowdfunding campaign, uh, I think there's a huge difference. I, I think we are are, are serving you um, in, a, in a special way, especially given our Fortress program with GTS. Um, the way that we you can order directly from us and get a guaranteed amount so that you know you can serve your customers with a guaranteed amount of products. Uh, yeah, good feedback, though. I appreciate you sharing that. Esther says, have you ever played Dungeons & Dragons? You know, I actually have not, and I still I need to. I, I haven't played many role-playing games at all. Uh, but I do hope your D&D group has fun exploring Wormspan. The dragons in Wormspan are uh, more like the birds of our world. So you, you would look out the world the window in this world of Wormspan and you would see birds out there. And, uh, or you see dragons out there. Um, so they aren't like, this isn't a dragon slaying game, which I think it often happens in, in D&D. But, uh, you know, maybe there are probably are D&D campaigns where you're getting along with dragons, you're making friends with them, you're interacting with them in more friendly ways than just slaying them too. Some people are, are commenting that they, uh, so uh, kind of a mix here. Let's see. I, I talked about working on vacation. Um, fairly odd. Parent says, I don't mind a working vacation because there's still a lot to do outside of working hours. And I find my working hours are a little less in general. I definitely relate to that. There's, there's also a comment coming up that's a little bit different. We, we'll hear both sides of it. Ian says, absolutely work on every vacation. I'm a writer, so you work when you have to. But Steve says, he doesn't work on vacation. I'm there to have fun and not think about work. Could totally relate to that too, Steve. And, and we had a lot of fun on vacation. Um, but I also have fun with a lot of parts of my job. Like I, I truly enjoy a, a lot of what I do. And so if I can have the fun, if I can do the fun parts of my job someplace that is also fun in different ways, looking out on a beach um, where it's warm, that that was that was fun for me. Jeff says with his kind of work, he doesn't want to bring it with me. And when I'm on vacation, I but I just traveled to a tropical island. Oh, that's great. You did too. And love catching up on creative writing in that setting. That's a perfect example of that. That not exactly your, your full-time job, but still um something that you are working on or working towards and doing that in a different place. I love that. I won't I won't go to all I'm gonna re skim to all the comments, but I won't post them all here. But I'll I'll end with Valerie's. I think it's okay to work during your vacation if you're passionate about your work, but it shouldn't be expected by employers. Great point, Valerie. I really, really like that. That uh that your employer should not expect you to work on vacation. Um I'm gonna make a note of that because that, that is a good differentiator here that employers should not expect it or should not even ask for it. 
asked for or require it. Yeah, excellent point. Uh, Oliver says, any plans on having a table to demo Wormspan at Geekway this year? Yeah, we had a table last year at Geekway, a little booth where we were mainly there to teach and share games and have fun with people who wanted to try out our games at that table. We'll definitely have Wormspan, Wormspan there as well, and hopefully also the Expeditions expansion. Um, I don't know if we'll be selling it quite at that point, but we should have it on the table. I think, maybe, we'll see. We'll see how the timing works out. Pablo says, do you envision a series with wingspan adjacent mechanisms or is Wormspan a one-off? Honestly, right now, it's just Wormspan. Um, this is all we have. Uh, we don't have anything in the works. We don't have anything planned. But uh, but if we see that the, the game brings joy to a lot of people and that that joy could be expanded by something else in the game, it's certainly a possibility. It would be fairly easy, not easy in terms of design, but in terms of manufacturing something and fitting it in the box. So we could add more cards, dragon cards, cave cards, more guilds. That is certainly possible. But you asked, do I envision it? Currently, we do not have a vision for the future of Wormspan besides the core game itself. Let's see, Nate says, did you consider reprinting the tapestry fantasy and future sieves in the update pack so they would match the new iconography or graphic layout on the new balance sieves? It's a good question. Yeah, that um, we didn't reprint the sieves because we haven't detected uh, any extreme imbalances in the fantasy and future sieves. So we did not consider that and probably not going to happen. We, we did include kind of a complexity guide in i believe we included it a full guide in the in the pack or maybe we just included it on the the sieves themselves but um there is a guide somewhere maybe it's in maybe it's in fantasies and futures itself the complexity guide it's somewhere so we have the guide in there just not printed on the sieves themselves that says what do you think about digital adaptations of board games seems like the industry has seen the benefits they can provide i have a few articles on this topic that go into into depth in, in terms of my answer matt um the short version of my answer is I like digital versions of games for the purpose of uh, teaching people how to play the game, getting them comfortable with the game, and hopefully inspiring a tabletop purchase, and also for connecting with people that you wouldn't normally be able to game with on the tabletop. I have a game night every other week that's just on Board Game Arena, where I play with people who I don't normally get to play games with because they aren't in St. Louis. Mostly, most of them aren't in St. Louis. So I really enjoy that. At the same time, it baffles me a little bit that publishers would put their game or at least the full game on board game arena within a month or so of the game launching um i feel like that does maybe at least for stillmire games that would do a disservice to the amount of time and effort that we put in and investment that we put into creating a tabletop game i think it, there's a future for any of our games on board game arena but not within the first year probably not even within the first two years of the games launch because I want people to first experience the game on the tabletop and then um, explore it on Board Game Arena. We do offer our games on Tabletopia for those who want to fiddle around with the game and see if it's a, a game that resonates with them. And they can also play remotely with other people on Tabletopia. Let's see. Keith says, do you think Wormspan will offer more strategic depth than Wingspan? Are the games just too different? I think the games are different. Um, I think Wingspan offers a lot of strategic depth, and I also think Wormspan offers a lot of strategic depth. Yeah. Phil says, is there a big difference in producing custom-sized cards to compared to standard sizes? There is not a big difference, no. Um, what? So basically, cards are printed typically on big sheets. And so if you have 
Say you have a lot of tiny cards in the game. You want to make a lot of tiny cards. You can fit more of them on a sheet. The cost will be less than if you made giant cards because you can fit more tiny cards than the giant card on the sheet. In terms of the sizing, you do have to create a, uh, like a, I think it's called a die cut. There might be a different term for, for cards, but you have to, if you create a size of a die cut that doesn't already exist, then uh, there is a one-time sunk cost that's usually a few hundred dollars. It isn't all that expensive. So, and after that, it's just a matter of how many cards you're fitting on the sheet. So um, there was a small added cost, but it is not significant if there's a non non-standard size. I will say though, that we get questions all the time about card sleeves. And um, so if you, I would, I would keep that in mind that there are, there is a, uh, a very vocal, passionate group of people who care about card sleeves quite a bit. And you might want to keep them in mind um, because they do, there are people who love to sleeve their cards. So you might want to make sure there are sleeves out there that fit the card sizes that you want to make. Bill says, as a developer, one yeah, one of the many hats I wear at my job is a developer, which is someone who helps make an existing game even more fun, even more balanced, even more intuitive. Uh, Bill says, how do you decide as a developer when you've reached a point when you feel confident that the game is ready for release? So that is that is a big part of what the developer is thinking about. So developer, again, not a designer, a developer is someone who's looking at the final 20% of a game, making the game even, even more fun, even more intuitive, even more balanced. Um, part of that is intuition. Uh, my gut feeling that a game is ready, that the game can't get any better. And part of it is uh, is the data that we have. We we always ask for, when we, when we play test games, we ask for people to rate the games. And we want to see those ratings get between like eight, nine, and 10, when really, really high ratings for a game. If we're still getting low ratings in late playtesting stages, we know something's wrong with it. And we know we need to continue to work on the game at that point. So a little bit of data, data a little bit of gut. <laughs> Reggie popped in to say year of the dragon. That's Wormspan. This is, well, it will soon be the year of the dragon for the uh, the Chinese calendar, the lunar, lunar calendar, I believe. Fairly Odd Parent says with the number of copies you pre-ordered, uh, so this is the number of copies of Wormspan, 100,000 copies of Wormspan that we invested in, that we made so that people like the retailer who commented earlier don't have to wait a long time to get the game. They can get it really soon instead of waiting a long time. How many do you need to sell just to break even if you want to answer? A lot, <laughs> a lot. I mean, making a hundred thousand games is is a very expensive endeavor. Um, I don't know the, the math offhand. It depends also how we sell them. If we're selling some direct, and that's why uh, the cash flow of selling direct is really really helpful for us. Of um, getting some of that cash flow in, and then later on that cash flow is complemented by later distribution payments and payments from retailers, which we don't receive right away, um, unless they order unless the retailers order directly on our retailer web store. So it's a big number. I, I, I don't know offhand what that number is. Here's a nice comment from someone in Japan. Uh, his wife and I run, and him or them, run an English school for adults. We can travel and work as long as we have internet access. We explore between classes. So it's great. Hope to meet you in Japan someday. Jamie, thank you, Jamie, for saying that. Um, I'm actually working on brushing up on my Japanese right now because we're planning to travel to Japan sometime this year. I haven't been there since 2002, which is when I finished studying abroad there in Kyoto. So I am, I'm going to travel to Japan sometime this year, and, and maybe we'll get to meet you there. What city are you in in Japan? A few people have nice things to say about Susanna, one of my coworkers. I'm always happy to hear that. Oh, sorry, Kevin. Lifting your here we go. A uh, pestilence says, do the rubber playmats fit in the game box? Any lid lift potentially? 
Probably, yeah. Like, here's, I mean, my box isn't all that neatly organized, but here's what my box looks like right now. Probably a few more, too many bags than I need. I can get rid of, get rid of some of these bags, but there are some bags for, for tokens. Like, I have redundant tokens right now just because I have the wooden tokens and the cardboard tokens. Um, it depends on a few different factors. It, how many, it depends on how many rubber playmats you get. It depends on whether or not you keep the, the cardboard playmats in the box. If you don't do that, you're going to gain a lot of room. Um, and it depends on whether or not you want to roll them or fold them, uh, fold them once. Here's what the rubber playmat looks like. Now you can see here. Um, so it depends on all those factors. But in terms of like length and width and height and all that, it will fit in the box. Uh, there will probably be, I mean, if you're trying to fit five of them in there, there will probably be some live with a little bit. But that also really does depend on what you do with the cardboard playmats. If you take those out, maybe put them on your shelf someplace else, should be fine. Nathan says, are there plans to bring worms into the switch as you did with wingspan? So we are, uh, we would love to work with Monster Couch. Monster Couch is the digital developer that produced Wingspan Digital. We'd love to work with them on Wormstand. We think they did a fantastic job and are doing a fantastic job on Wingspan. But uh, they need to play the final copy of Wormspan first. So we are sending them a copy of the game and they're going to consider it and hopefully decide to partner with us on a digital version of the game, including a one on Switch. Let's see. Brad says, will there be a diagram for packing the box like Wingspan has on the side? No, we didn't put one on Wormspan. We have play testers on the side of the box uh, because I don't know. It's it's there isn't much organization to the box of Wormspan. You're just putting cards in in uh, in bags, and you're putting tokens in these two containers. Putting uh, probably resources in one and eggs on another. So beyond that, there really isn't much to organize in the box. I think it's, it, this, in this case, is pretty intuitive. But I do like putting those box diagrams there when we when we have the ability to do so. Usually box organization is something that happens fairly late in the process. And so sometimes it's a little bit too late to add it to the side of the box. But we try to do that when we can. Mike has a nice comment. He says the Stillmeyer Games first anniversary is tomorrow as a Stillmeyer champion. It has been a ridiculously good value. Thank you, Mike, for, for being a champion for the last year. Uh, champion, people who become Stillmeyer champions are getting a discount and they their orders will ship first in each region. Um, but they're also supporting the other content that that we make at Stonemaier Games, the YouTube channel, the, uh, the the blog in particular, those two things in particular. Uh, Champions, uh, that's that's they're they're supporting the, that content, which hopefully adds value to other people and other creators and other gamers. Heather, I believe, is another retailer, and thank you, Heather, for recognizing this. I I know it, it, retailers don't have to recognize it, but Heather says, "Love that you don't do Kickstarters and just start selling." Um, we feel like that's a good way to support not only our customers but also retailers too, and I I, I appreciate you seeing that. I uh, someone also mentioned that if for, if you're in St. Louis, there is a local pickup option at Miniature Market. Unfortunately, Miniature Market recently closed one of their stores, the store that I I used to go to from time to time. But they have another store in a place called Cave Springs right outside St. Louis that has a pickup option for people in St. Louis. So you can save on shipping that way. And I think you should be able to get, hopefully that will result in people getting their, their orders pretty quickly there. Um, I don't know how quickly they're going to process those, those local pickup orders, but hopefully it'll be pretty fast. Joshua says, what 80s and 90s cartoon would you love to see as a modern board game? So I mentioned two of them earlier. I mentioned X-Men and I mentioned... Um, 
Oh, what was the other one I mentioned? X-Men and Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget game would be kind of fun. I loved, so in Inspector Gadget, I love the little, like, technological book that I believe Penny, the character Penny had. I love that. I love that little device. Like, the idea of having a book that could do so much. Um, I would love to have that device as, like, a player mat in a board game. I think that'd be a lot of fun. And there are player mats that feel that way a little bit. Like, in Boon Lake, there are these little switches that you can toggle. That gives me that feel of that special book. Um, essentially like an early version of a tablet in uh, in uh in inspector gadget dev says how often have you played games that you felt were similar enough to compete rather than complement each other individual examples are probably subjective but how have you learned from them that's a great question jev uh and maybe i need to do a video on that like uh, this or that video between two similar games um hmm it ha has happened i i I, I would say I don't actually compare games in that way all that often, but there are times where I maybe I see a new game that looks fairly similar to a game that I already have and I already love. And sometimes that can draw me to the new game, but sometimes that can give me the feeling of, oh, I already have I already have that or something pretty close to that. I can't think of any examples offhand right now, but I will make a note about like a this or that or that um, video. It might be a hard one to think of. Like sometimes content creators phrase it in ways that uh, games that kill other games or games that replace other games. And I that inherently feels a little bit negative to me. So I, I don't want to approach it from that angle. But uh, I'll think about that. Good good question. I like that question. Adam says, if there's ever an expansion, I hope the expansion box can be used as an insert or card storage in the base game. That's a clever idea of making a smaller expansion box for Wingspan that maybe, or for Wormspan, that maybe could be at the, the width of like a sleeved card so we can have a, have that card. Hold. That's a really clever idea, Adam. I'll, I'll, I'll make a note of that. I don't think we've done that before with an expansion box. Wormspan is one of the first games that we've created where we did intentionally didn't put an insert in it. We just put the containers because we didn't think the insert would really do all that much. And um, so yeah, I, I love that idea for Wormspan if we make an expansion. Expansion box. Could be a little bit like the uh the the fan art pack for Wormspan doubles as an insert for those cards. Yeah. All right, so I know I'm scrolling past a lot of comments today. I am just looking for questions because uh, I know there are a lot of questions that I'm trying to answer before I get to 11 o'clock here in St. Louis. Mike says, is launching through your web store turning out to be stable and sustainable? It is. It is. It takes a lot of effort uh, to, to run four different web stores plus a retailer web store. That's that's a lot, but uh, but it is stable and sustainable. Does it seem like you have room to grow with a model or would you want the change to grow in a new direction? I think we like our current direction. So basically our thought is we want to serve customers the way that they want to be served. In other words, we want customers to be able to, be able to buy our products in the way that they want to buy them. Some customers want to buy from our web store. Some want to buy from their local game store. Um, that's why we we have different ways of, of ensuring that local game stores can get our products. Some want to buy from online game stores. That's okay too. Some want to buy from Amazon or places that aren't specifically about games. Um, some want to buy our games in other languages from localization partners. So we're trying to meet all of those needs. It's a big task to meet all those needs, but or those different preferences, but yeah, that, that's our goal, and that's, I think, is the direction we're, we're trying to continue going in. Darius says, when you work with games, lots of cards like Wormspan, Wingspan, how many how much math Excel happens in the background to balance everything? Quite a bit. Like in Wingspan, Elizabeth has a giant spreadsheet that she uses. In Wormspan, I think Connie probably had a spreadsheet too. Um, 
In fact, I'm, I'm almost positive she did because she uses it to export into or import that data into uh, the, the the cards that she's making. She, I think Connie has a blog post about that from the apiary time period when apiary came out. So uh, quite a bit happens when you have a lot of cards like that, where you're trying to balance, like what is the value of this resource to this many victory points to this size, this uh, uh, for like how many different habitats can the, the dragon or, or bird go in? A fair amount of math, a big formula goes into that. Jed says, I see there's a Libertalia promo coming, but is there any other content in the works? So the only things that we've announced, that's a good question. I'll, I'll show you my other screen real quick while I'm answering this question. So here is our current progress chart. So you can see Tapestry Revised Civs still shipping a little bit to Europe and maybe even a little bit to the U.S. It took longer than we hoped in the U.S. And I'm sorry about that. Um, but you can see here are the things that we have announced. You can see the Libertalia promo pack probably coming pretty soon, Expeditions Expansion, Rolling Rooms Redux, and then a bunch of code names. And you can see that we are working on the Apiary Expansion and the fourth Wingspan Expansion. This is all the stuff that we've announced from Stillmire Games right now. Let's see if there's anything else here that I wanted to highlight about the newsletter real quick. All the Wormspan stuff, of course, these links will take you, these are the best links to click because they'll take you to all the new stuff that we launched today, whether it's Wormspan or otherwise. And then... Again, I have a reminder for those who were waiting to get the Tapestry Revised Civ Packs until they could order it with Wormspan is, is still on our web store and should be on the Canada web store too. Uh, let me double check to make sure of that. So Canada, Canada, here we go. Should be back in stock. Hopefully we did that. Good. Back in stock there. Probably doesn't need the launch label anymore, but that is back in stock over there. Other things, yeah, and the Wingspan nesting box is back in stock. We had some exp Wingspan expansions go out of stock for a little bit. They're back in stock now where they should be. And, oh, yeah, the big news about the Scythe Complete Rulebook. If you've been waiting for us to reprint the Scythe Complete Rulebook, we never really got quite enough interest in the Complete Rulebook to do a mass production of it again. But we decided to work with print and play productions to have them printed on demand. And so if uh, their shipping is the friendliest for the U.S. So you can order it from the U.S. You can get the shipping price pretty much what you pay from the Stomach Games web store. You can get that from uh, Print and Play Productions using the link on the web store right here. If you're not in the U.S., I recommend joining a group order. So I have a Google Doc going here of people who have said that they're, they're not in the U.S., but they are interested in the rulebook. And what we might end up doing is Stomach Games will purchase some of those complete rule books, spiral bound complete rule books. We're not going to make the hardback version anymore. Um, we're going to purchase them, some of them from print and play and ship to our fulfillment centers in Europe, Australia, and Canada to offer a friendlier shipping value. But we're only going to do that if enough people sign up for us to do that. So for now, I think most of the people who wanted it are in the US. And so you can get it from print and play productions now. Yeah, a few other things in the newsletter there. Ian says, it's been a very busy year for you. Expeditions and apiary in 2023, Wormspan in 2024. Ian asked, what's next? Uh, I love the question of what's next, but uh, what's next really is for us to ship Wormspan to you. That's that's the thing that we're focused on, uh, getting Wormspan to you right now. That's what's next. I have had fun recently playtesting uh, a new product that we're working on, doing some development on other games that will come out in future years, but those are all secret right now. I'm not ready to talk about them yet. Oh, Chad said he liked the packaging for the revised Civ pack. I'm glad you like it. I don't have an image of it up on my screen over here, but we used some uh, a new packaging packaging method that shows you that the box is just to be recycled afterward, and it is completely recyclable, and you can put that content into your copy of Tapestry. 
Toby says, I wish we could run a tabletop role-playing game for you someday. I'd love to do a one-shot. If you want to run a one-shot with me to participate in, I'm in. I, I'd, I'd love to do one. I'm probably, you know, no more than two or three hours, but I would I would love to do that. That would be actually a lot of fun to do. Do a, a maybe a live stream on the Stillmeyer Games Discord channel or something like that where we just do we do a role-playing game together with, with people and they can participate, they can watch. That'd be a lot of fun. I, I'm not... Uh, I'm not an actor. I'm not the type of person who is over the top in any sort of role-playing situation, but I'm more of a mechanical person in that aspect. But I do enjoy making thematic choices in games. So I'm just I'm saying this as a caveat because I don't know if I will be entertaining. I won't probably even try to be entertaining, but I will be engaged if someone wants to uh, run or participate in a one-shot, two- to three-hour uh, role-playing game for, with me. I'd love to do that. David says he's never done DND, so I would love to do it with David too. David has worked quite a bit on Wingspan and Wormspan, uh, and, as well as other games, the Altama versions of those games. He is part of the Altama factory, and David put a lot of work into Wormspan. Thank you, David, for, for all the work that you put into the solo mode for this game, which is included in the game. Nancy Jane says that uh, she's intrigued by Wormspan and think, thinks that the theme of Wingspan may appeal to some more folks that she plays games with. We're hoping so. We're hoping some people who never tried Wingspan because of the theme, um, for whatever reason, not a, not a reason I agree with, but uh, for whatever the reason, that they might give Wormspan a try, and that that might even open them up to the possibilities that Wingspan provides for them. Michelle says, what are the card sleeve recommendations for Wormspan? I don't know a lot about sleeves. We, we try to make our cards so they, aren't, they don't need to be sleeved, but... If uh, I have heard that Mayday has card sleeves that are in the 57 by 87 millimeter size, that's the size for the dragon cards. And also they have, I've heard, 57 by 57 and 60 by 60 millimeter square card sizes for the cave cards in the game. Alexander says, what is your opinion on Dextrous when it comes to using it as the design software? I don't know what Dextrous is. Um, I use InDesign. Alexander says, or should I invest my energy in learning InDesign in order to create the components? I would, you know, I would experiment. I, I haven't tried Dexterous. I think there's a different one that Connie uses that I'm forgetting the name of offhand. Let's see if I can find the guest post from Connie so I can say what that, the name of that is. Oh, and there was a guest post from the Raising Robots folks too on our website. Let me, okay, let me look at a few different options here real quick. Let's see if my computer will work. Um, so let's see, Stillmeyer Games. Okay. Honey, let's see if this will bring it up. Uh, so my short answer is experiment with a couple different platforms and find the one that works best for you. Here, Connie has her answer, and I'll also look for raising robots. Let's see if I can find this. I think I think we posted a guest post on this topic. Yeah, great. Okay. Here's one called Component Studio. That was used by uh, Navu Games, who made Raising Robots. Connie used, what did she use? I'm scrolling through a guest post right now from Connie. Um, here it is, Nandek, N-A-N-D-E-C-K. So Component Studio, Nandek. I, I will link to these on the, uh, the, the Tabletop Games page of our website. Um, if they're not already there, so like the, that, how to how to design the tabletop game section of our website. I'll link to them there. Yeah, so there are options. Explore the option and find the one that works for you. I would, I would recommend to go with that. Beetlebat says the only summer game I played is Rolling Realms. Is there a Wormspan promo pack? There is. Yes, it's on our web store right now. Hopefully, we don't sell out of that one. 
Um, we will make more, of course, if we do. But yeah, there is a promo pack right now for a realm, for Rolling Realms, inspired by Wormspan, along with Crusaders and Obsession, or the two other new realms we added today. Let's see, Adam says, can people in Asia sign up for the Australian group order interest? Yes, absolutely, yeah. So you're signing up for a different fulfillment center, basically. In Aust our Australia, web store serves Australia, Asia, and New Zealand. Let's see. John well, John Williams says, was Megan working while you were away as well? Uh, no, Megan was not working. She was not. No. She was enjoying her vacation in other ways. Let's see. Um, Alexander says, you should play Baldur's Gate 3 if you want to get a feeling for D&D. Yeah, I've heard great things about Baldur's Gate 3. I, I've, uh, I'm not much of a digital gamer. Um so it might be a little bit too complex for me to handle, but I have watched a bunch of videos about how clever the game is and how 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 many dis different decision points you have in the game, different ways to solve problems, which I think is great in any in any kind of adventure style game. Chad says, "I'm so I'm stoked for the progress of the expeditions expansion. Do you find that this expansion went smoothly? Can you say if Jakob made art for it? Jakob is al always the artist for our." 1920 plus world products. So definitely he's the artist for and, and made new art for the um the expeditions expansion. And he says, Do you find that, that the expansion went smoothly? I actually found that it was a fairly smooth expansion design process. It was very difficult for me to design expeditions. Um, but the expansion went much smoother. Yeah. Chad also says, Are you currently in the works with new to Stomar Games artists? Are we working with any? Yes, we are. Yeah, we have a few new artists that we're working with. Yeah, or new to us at least. Let's see if there's a question here from Edgar. Um, he ordered Wormstand from our European store. He's in the Netherlands. That checks out so far. Became a champion. Ordered the nice game pieces. Oh, awesome. Well, yeah, just uh, sharing what he ordered. Thank you, Edgar. I really appreciate that. We are hoping it arrives soon too. The freight shipment to Europe it has not yet arrived um, due to all the stuff that's happening in the Middle East right now. But it is on the way, and we're expecting it to arrive by late next week. So we think we'll start to see movement on some European orders in the second week of February. And then it will probably take them the rest of February, at least, and probably a little bit into March to get out all European orders. Jan Williams says, is there going to be a Watch It Play tutorial on Wormspan? There isn't. Instead, we worked with Meeple University on this one. We They are a smaller channel, but they do a great job with tutorial videos. And we figured with the exposure that Wormspan is getting, we wanted to share that exposure with a exposure with a smaller channel. Um, so yeah, check out the, the Meeple University video for a rules video for Wormspan. I think they did a, a fantastic job. Oh, I wanted to mention, sorry, I had a note to myself about something I needed to mention today. If you are going to Gen Con and you'd love to be on the Stillmeyer Games demo team, um, please check out the events and conventions. And I'll show you where on our website it is. So let's go over to our website. So if you're going to Gen Con, you want to be on our demo team, go over to our website and go to News and then go to Events and Conventions. Now let's go over here. And there is a form right here. Sign up to join our demo team for Gen Con. We'd love to have your help and support. If you're passionate about our products and want to help out there, um, that is the place to sign up for it on that link. Thanks for considering that. Let's see. Uh, Karutsu says, will the Honey Best promo pack for Rolling Realms be reprinted? Just brought every promo, but missed out on that one as it literally just sold out. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, 
if we get enough back and stock notif notifications for any or request for any given realm, we will make more of them. Um, they're not all that difficult to make, but we do have a minimum order quantity of ideally 1500 units. We can make a thousand if we really need to. But uh, but yeah, please, we will make more if we get enough interest in this. So please sign up for a back and stock request. This goes for all products, not just Rolling Realms promos. Let's see. Um, Dean says, are there any exclusives if we buy through you? We don't do exclusives. No, we are here to include people in as many ways as possible, not exclude anyone based on an exclusive. I will say, and this will contradict my answer a little bit, there are certain products, like I mentioned earlier, the Stellmeyer Games disc golf disc that we do only sell on our web store um, because just because they they don't make all that much sense as retail products given the the cost versus the price that we'd like to charge for them. Uh, so there are a few there are a few rare products like that that are on our web store and a few things like a la carte little, I don't know, uh, what's an a la carte example? Like the replacement dry erase markers from Rolling Realms we sell on our web store, but we doesn't really make sense for us to sell those elsewhere. You can get other dry erase markers elsewhere. So, but no, importantly, we do not believe in exclusives. We believe in including people, not excluding people, including people in a vast variety of ways and including a vast variety of people. So we are not interested at all in excluding anyone based on, on, on anything, including our products. Mark says, would you consider doing a vision-friendly version of cards and viticulture? Mark, this is a question that I've asked for a couple of years now, and I haven't asked it in a while, so maybe I need to ask it again. But I asked people if they'd be interested in us making slightly bigger cards for viticulture with bigger text, because the cards in viticulture are really, really small. And whenever I've asked that, uh, the answer has been uh, no, that people aren't don't seem to be all that interested in it. So perhaps someday we'll consider it, but uh, but so far there hasn't been interest in, in us doing that or enough interest in, you know, for us to do that. Wes says, what are the main selling points of both Wingspan and Wormspan that should be considered to help decide which one may be better for you? That's a good question, Wes. If you're deciding between the two of them and you haven't played either of them, um, Wormspan is a little bit more complex than Wingspan. Uh, I don't know, there, there are a lot of differentiating factors between the two. And you can see them if you go, Wes, if you go to our website, let's see. I'll, I'll pull up my other screen here. I'm stumbling over this question because I, I'm not trying to sell one game over the other to you. They're just different games. One, one is a little bit more complex. One is about dragons. One is about birds. So if there's one of those that inter interests you more. But if you go to our FAQ, here's a section that shows all the differences between Wingspan and Wormspan. Obviously, this doesn't help you if you don't know Wingspan. But if you are looking to see what's different about Wormspan, than wingspan. If these things excite you, that might lean you over to Wormspan. If they don't excite you, uh, you might go to Wingspan. Also, with Wingspan, we have a bunch of expansions for uh, for various continents. We don't have any expansions for Wormspan. So, if you're interested in going deep into a game, then Wingspan might be for you. That's the best I can answer off the top of my head. I think the key is maybe to watch a review of each game and uh, and see which one appeals to you more. We have many different uh, third party reviews for both games. Fritz Brown also asked, do the playmats fit in the box? Depends on a couple different factors there. They are designed to at least fit in terms of length and width. But, um, oh, sorry, I need to make this bigger. Uh, but uh, it, all, it depends on how many you're trying to fit, how you're trying to, to fit them, if you're rolling them up, if you're laying them flat. Um, and if you are deciding to leave the cardboard playmats in the box versus removing them from the box. So... Yes, maybe. Depends on your organizational preferences and how many playmats you're getting and how you want to store them. 
if there's, I know a lot of people ask that question. How do you want me to answer that question? Like, given all that information, like it, it's, uh, I'm stumbling over that answer a little bit, but I want to be helpful for you. So if there is a better way that I can help answer that question about do rubber, do wing orange stands play mats fit in the box? Uh, let me know. Um, I want to give an honest, transparent answer, but it, it does depend on so many different variables and factors that it's hard for me to give a single answer to that question. Oh, Chad has a big question. Chad, so I, I can't answer this off the top of my head, but Chad says, Simon recently picked up a game that they that failed to fulfill for a different company, Mythic Games, even after a successful campaign. What are the pros and cons of a publisher picking up a game in this way? Would some of our games ever consider this? That's a great question for a blog, Chad. Let me, I like the phrasing. What are the pros and cons? Pros and cons of uh, of saving a game. A game, yeah. I'll think about I'll think about a blog post for that. Yeah. Uh, let's I'll scroll through through see if there's any other questions real quick. I'm sure there are. I might miss them. If I do, feel free to post them on YouTube later. Matthew says, "Is there a plan to collaborate again with folded space for an insert for Wormspan?" You know, we only did that for Tapestry because it was a unique design challenge. There was a big demand for a a, a stored solution that could hold all the Tapestry stuff. Um, it's something that we wanted to offer at the same time as the release of the third expansion. So typically, we don't work at all with third party creators of any sort, but we needed to collaborate with them, give them some inside information to work on that. And last, most importantly, we only did it because we knew Tapestry was complete and we weren't gonna be adding new stuff. We don't know that for Wormspan. So if we ever got to the point with Wormspan where we knew the game was gonna be complete and we knew there needed to be an organizer, we would either make it ourselves or we wouldn't make it if we didn't think one was necessary or we would work with a company like Folded Space. Yeah, so maybe, but only that would be potentially years in the future if we do make expansions for Wormspan. Oh, here's uh, the, the folks in Japan. They live in Okinawa. Oh, okay. I've never been to Okinawa. I've always wanted to go there. So maybe maybe we'll see you there. I'll keep an eye on these. Uh, I'll mention a little bit more as we get closer to the trip and, and uh, we talk about that. Chad says, how much fun... How much fun of convenience does a board game table with a recessed area add to your personal gaming experience? I really like it for campaign games in particular. I like that we can leave a campaign game under the surface of the table and have a different game for game night or just casual gaming on top of the table. All right, I'll try to get to a few more questions. I know that uh, I've run out of time here. I have run out of time. Kevin says, not including Stone Mountain Games, what desi game design do you admire for its rules to depth ratio? Hmm. Interesting question. Rules to depth. I think Concordia comes to mind. Um, All play, I think, does a good job with this. I think Plan B Games does a good job with this. So not specific games, but ga these game companies seem to focus on very streamlined rule sets for uh, games that have a lot of depth. Uh, and it, really, any of these games with a lot of cards, like Earth, um, even Raising Robots, fairly complex game, but a lot of the the uh, complexity of the game comes from the cards themselves, not from the rules. Yeah, those are a few that come to mind. Good, good question. I like that. Sean says, "Is Span an engine now? Do you foresee additional Span games in the future?" So this is referring to like Worm Span. So I, the idea behind this name is to convey that, and also a Wingspan game is to convey that this is a game within the Wingspan brand. It is similar to Wingspan, but also different, unique to Wingspan. We convey that through having a completely different di designer on the box. If it was the same game, then we just have Elizabeth Hargrave as, as a designer, but different name on the box. Um, if we continue to expand this brand, we will probably use 
span to convey that it is part of the wingspan brand of, of games, probably most likely. Good Guy Rich says, what advice would you give to someone passionate about game design but finds themselves in a slump to get things working internally in the, in the game design process? The number one thing that I, I found works for me is that I try to work on more than one game at a time, typically two games. So if one game is holding me back, that I'm really, I've come to a block on that one game, then I'll switch over to the other game that I'm more excited on. And that might give me some ideas eventually to go back to the other game. So I go back and forth. Having two projects at once, I find really, really helpful. And sometimes I think it's okay just to take a little bit of a break, maybe, maybe to play games. So focus on the fun of tabletop gaming for a little while rather than the design process. And you might be inspired by these other games that you're playing. I find that to be helpful too. I'm, I'm sorry you're going through that. That's rough. Uh, Okie says, is there any chance you will sell extra Wormspan component trays in the web store? Probably not. We do have other trays on our web store that you can buy, other plastic trays if you'd like. But uh, it's always difficult, logistically difficult for us to add an a la carte product to our web store. So I think it's unlikely that we'll do that since we already have an abundance of other plastic trays on our web store. Yeah. All right. Looking for... Other quick questions here before I go. Um, what other, what new gaming companies are you impressed with? That's a great question. I'm impressed by so many other companies. Uh, one way to, to see what companies I'm impressed with the most or companies that are s somewhat similar to, uh, to Stumbar Games a little bit is to look at a blog post that I wrote about uh, Instagram strategies. And there I list a bunch of different companies that I have a lot of respect for. All right. Um, well, I'm way behind on comments, obviously. I'm missing a ton of questions today, but I, I do have to go. I should go because I'm sure I have a full inbox. I do have to eat lunch with Megan. So I love the questions. I'm sorry if I'm missing your questions. Feel free to post them again on YouTube, and I will answer them in the comments there. Um, I'm going to end the stream, and after that, I'll start to see the comments in YouTube. Not these questions that have already been asked, but new comments and questions I'll see there. Thank you all for joining me for this live cast. It's an exciting day. Please, again, take all the time you need today to figure out what you want for your order. And, and then place the order containing everything that you want and from our web store or order it from someone else. If you want to order from a, from a retailer, we welcome that. We invite you to do that as well. Have a great day. I will see you in the comments somewhere, or I'll see you next Wednesday on the next live cast. Take care.